Welcome to the She's Brave podcast, where I share simple tips, tricks, and interviews to help you build your confidence, show up more powerfully in your own life, and most importantly, get your needs met. I'm Tiffany, licensed therapist and coach, helping women build their confidence over at A Worthy Journey Therapy and Coaching. I hope this podcast is a helpful resource for you on your own journey to building self-worth, self-care, and self-love. All righty. So we have Selena McBride here. Thank you so much for being here with us. So she is a heart healing speaker, coach. She's an author. She does all types of things. She is the owner over at The Introvert's Heart. So actually, Selena, tell us about you. Tell us about The Introverted Heart, all that. Tell us. Tell us. us, Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm grateful to be on. My name is Selena McBride. My company is The Introvert's Heart. I started it this year in 2023. Uh, The reason I started the company was even though I am an introvert and I love to be alone, um, I found I was too alone for several years and it led to depression. I was isolating so that gave me uh, reasons to start finding other coping mechanisms. So I started drinking too much, maybe eating too much, just watching a lot of reality TV. I wasn't a participant anymore in my life. And so when I would, I turned 50 this year, I was going to turn 50 in June. Thank you. And God had been talking to me for a very long time. Um, wanting my attention, but I didn't, I knew I wasn't ready to live what I thought was a Christian life. Um, Because the Christians I knew act very, uh, they don't do, they don't have a lot of fun. They're very uptight, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And I'm not that person. Um, So that kind of kept me from listening to him for a long time. But I decided to do that this year. And it was also my year of saying yes. Whatever he told me to do, I would say yes first, not our default, which is no, right? Mm -hmm. So in that year, this year, everything has changed. Um, Since I was lonely as an introvert, I knew that there are people who are not as introverted. They must be lonely. And so as I stuck my head out and started talking to people, it became very evident that people in this world, you know, we're all lacking connection, compassion, empathy. Um, And so I think those are things that need to come back. And I know that that is my purpose now. So that's what I'm trying to do. Give people hope. Okay, so it sounded like it all started from this, like, you, you know, being an introvert yourself. And then as a result of like, it felt like over introversion because, you know, we we love our own long time. I'm an introvert myself. So we love our own time. We love that, have that space for ourselves to really just like think and be and dream and like everything. But it felt like it was it was becoming too much and there was too much isolation. And so you created the introvert's heart to really like not only allow a space for like other women and introverts and everything to have that like fellowship together, but to also, um, yeah, bring that like compassion and everything into the world. Right. I just think it's um, things that we, if we all stopped and thought about it, we would all realize just how much we are in desperate need of caring for each other. You know, I tell people, 
God gave me a very big heart. Um, I care about people. I love people, but they also make me crazy, right? (laughs) So I did not want them to be my assignment. So I fought that for a long time too, because people be people in, right? And I'm the kind of person I can love you and love you, but only to so far, right? I'm going to give you tough love too at some point. And so, you know, that's kind of where I went into it with the Lord. I was like, listen, I got to do this my way because I can't be like worried about everybody's feelings and, you know, be all sensitive. People need to know the truth, right? And I'm that person. I'm going to, I'm a chain breaker. I believe in secrets, keep people sick. So if I have, I have been through a lot in my life and no one would guess that if you just looked at me outside looking in, right? You would not assume that. And what that's why I think people have to stop making so many assumptions mm-hmm. about people where you meet them. You know, there's a whole lot that Selena went through before this, that this Selena is lucky to be here, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so if I have gone through it, I want to give people a hope for a future that, God loves you anyway, right? You can make all the mistakes. He's looking at your heart. He knows whether your heart is in the right place or not. He's not worried about every mistake you make. It's how you recover and how you treat others and especially people who they can't do anything for you. How do you treat your fellow man? And that is my, that is my purpose, my mission to get people to remember, do on to others, you know? Yeah. And so I really, I love that. And I love that you're wanting to bring some more of that light into the world. And so I, and I love, there was something, like I, you saw me writing down, it was like, <laughs> I, I wrote down chain breakers and like, you know, telling people really, you know, the truth and everything. And that is something that a lot of like my clients and everything struggle with. And so I I love using like these interviews and everything to hear your story. You said you there were a lot that that you went through and like it there was a journey to get where you are now. So um if you wouldn't mind, what tell us a little bit about, you know, yeah, what what is your story? What are yeah, what is your story? Uh my story is I grew up as I'm 50. So back when I was growing up, it's so weird to say that back when I was growing up, because I still feel 20 or 30 or whatever. But back when I was growing up in the 80s, um, there weren't a lot of people like me. Um, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood, middle class. Um, You know, back then people said, oh, you talk white or you know what I mean? That's not as much of a thing now. But back when I was growing up, that was a big thing. Um, Like I was trying to be somebody else. I've always just been me. Um, I've always been different, but I was a people pleaser, which is great for, you know, what you do. Um, I was a people pleaser. I just wanted everybody to be happy. I'm a cancer. I'm a introvert. I'm an INFJ MBTI personality type, you know, so I'm all about everybody else, empathetic, you know, how are you doing? I put myself last. Um, So over time, I receive what people try to tell me and it dimmed my light over time. You know, all these 
And I love what you had on your have on your webpage about you are enough, because that's something I still today struggle with believing all the time. There are moments where I'm like, I'm not enough because it's what I heard and what I took on my whole life. And so when you feel that way and you're also a people pleaser, I mean, that destroys your soul. And so you find ways to act out, I guess it is, you know, so I did, I drank too much, hung out, uh, dated too many guys looking for attention, looking for someone to validate me. Right. And so that leads you into so many. I've had, I've been to rehab twice. I have been arrested for DUI. I've done it all. Right. So what I say, I tell people that because if you look at me now, and if you think you know me, what you see of me, I was a chunky little girl with short hair and big glasses growing up. You know what I mean? And sometimes I still see her in that mirror, right? And so I never thought that anybody would ever tell me I was pretty or beautiful or gorgeous. You know what I mean? So for people to, they don't know the little girl that's inside that's still really me. And so... All that stuff that I've been through was because they're coping mechanisms, you know, drinking too much, eating too much, too much sex, too much, whatever thing that you are doing, you know, to try to make yourself feel better. Now I know I turn to God. Everything's better, right? Because I'm not trying to fill that void in Selena's power. Now I understand who I am and I understand that I let other people's fears and insecurities, which that's what it is. Other people's fears and insecurities, they try to place on you, Mm -hmm. right? So if your family is telling you from, they don't mean it this way, but, oh, you're too fat. Basically, nobody's going to want you. So the message you're telling me is I'm not good enough right? Mm-hmm. As I am. And mm-hmm. so that's what kind of led me to do all these terrible, <laughs> these things that were not great, right? Um, I had a great life, a lot of fun, but it caused me a lot of heartache, a lot of pain. So that's why I want to share with people all these things that I've been through to know that there's still so much hope and life on the other side. You know, the things that you go through they don't define you. They're just part of your story. You get to write your story, right? Just because you are, I don't name myself things. I'm no aholic. I'm no this, I'm no that, because that's, uh, that traps you. It labels you. I'm not a person. I don't believe in labels. I don't believe in titles. I don't care. I care about you and your heart. And I want you to care about me and my heart. The rest of it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, it really sounds like there was a there were a lot of messages in your like life where, you know, being different, being, you know, someone who didn't necessarily fit what that norm looks like. Mm-hmm. And you received these messages that like, hey, you know, even from your family, like I'm not enough. I'm not mm-hmm. enough as I am, which then it feels like led to like the people pleasing and wanting to because it's, it feels like at least it's the, the experience that if that my clients usually describe is that, and whether they consciously realize this when we start working or not, is that you're like trying to earn 
being enough, by making everybody else happy, by accommodating them, by being who they want you to be, by, like you said, dimming your light and saying, okay, well, I'm going to be who you want me to be, or I'm going to, you know, accommodate you and make you happy and take on all your insecurities, kind of like, like what you're saying. And Mm -hmm. so that is amazing because I would never guess that this Selena today that's sitting in front of me has gone through like all that. And thank you for sharing that. Like, absolutely. Like I always tell people, I don't take, you know, people telling me their stories for granted. Like it, it is a honor to be able to be on the receiving side of hearing someone's story. And so I'm wondering what, how, how did you get there? How did you get to where you, where you are? How did you, um, yeah, what things supported you in like stopping the people pleasing, really like building your confidence and everything? I think for me, one thing is that I am an extroverted introvert, I guess. Um, and it just means the people pleasing, whatever. I can hollow myself out. I can be whoever back in the day, I could be whoever you needed or the situation needed called for. So if we were in a group and no one else was going to take the lead, I can do it. Right. But if also someone else is there and they need to be the center of attention, then I can sit back and I'm still that way. Um, But I just always still had a, uh, I say I'm a, I used to say a princess warrior, but I'm a queen warrior. Right. Mm -hmm. I am all girl, all feminine, all sweet. Mm -hmm. But I also have that side in me, which I had to develop an actual. And I just realized that this year that I have this alter ego that I developed. Um, Her name was Coco. I didn't even realize I had done all this. Right. (laughs) And I mean, I was drawing a cup of a cup and writing her name Coco and making it like a hot cup. I don't even know what I was doing, but she is the one who saved sweet Selena, really, because after a while, uh, as it's my INFJ personality type, there's Mm -hmm. a thing, it's called the INFJ door slam. And what that means is, I like that. I love it. Once that means is once we've had enough, we've had enough. Oh, I can attest to that. I'm an INFJ myself. So So, I I know what you're talking about. (laughs) And I knew it. I knew it. I had never heard of that before. Oh, honey. Yes, you go look it up on YouTube. I love YouTube. It's all over YouTube. There's a lady, her name is Winses, and she has a whole channel about it. She's got over 800 videos about us and INFJs. And that's my personality type. I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh, Like Jesus, flip a table. Do you hear me now? You know, because I've tried to be nice and you're taking my kindness for weakness. And all of a sudden I just, I'll explode. I used to, I try to do better now, but I can explode and I'm just, I'm done with you. And that's what saved me. And I had to actually tap into that and realize, you know, it does matter you know, what I want to eat, not just what the other person wants to eat. It does matter if I want to listen to something, you know, and you get a lot of, uh, it's a big change for people who've known you as one way your whole life, you know, being kind of subservient, you're what you want doesn't matter. And if you change that on them and now you do have an opinion, 
like, mm, I don't know if I like this version somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's that is what happens. That's what happens because people are used to you being accommodating and you putting their needs first. And it's like, wow, this is nice because I get to get whatever I want. But then in the in the on the other side, like you're not getting what you want. You're putting mm-hmm. everything that you want and everything that you need in the background, which is why we explode because it's like I'm taking on so much. I've held so much in because I want to be nice. I want to be, you know, I want to be kind. But then eventually it just becomes too much for anybody. And it's like, yeah, then we explode. It's like, yeah. So it it feels like though now you're at the place where you kind of figured out how to make that coat, how to make Coco work for you. And so she's not exploding, but she's like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, yeah. What does that look like when, when Coco is in, um, when she, when she's in control, what does that look like? I'm so I'm so curious. Uh, it's not listen. <clears throat> the thing about I think INFJs and introverts is that because we don't spend all of our time talking, we're observing, mm-hmm. right? And just because we don't say anything doesn't mean we didn't see it, right? Or know what's going on. So what Coco does did is. She tells you once you pushed her, then all these thoughts that we've all had, right? Everything I've ever thought about you that I've never said, Coco's going to tell you, right? And so <laughs> it's not, and her delivery is not always the best because okay. she comes at where you don't want to get to, uh, okay. where you don't want to get to blow up because you've kind of just taken it. So now, I try to let people know, okay, listen, I don't like this that you're doing. Please don't do it anymore. Um, And I have an opinion on this now. Uh, Whereas before, no, I did not. But now I do. This is what I'm thinking. And I I think the biggest thing for a people pleaser is that, you know, the enemy is going to attack you at the place that you're most vulnerable and the thing that is sensitive to you. And that is my care for people and my heart. And so when I speak up for myself now, a lot of times it's taken as, oh, you're selfish or, you know, and for someone to call me selfish, are you kidding me? Me selfish? You know, and that's that's where I'm still, listen, I'll be a work in progress till the day I die. I'm doing the best I can, but we still all have triggers. But you have to, I had a teacher tell me once, a professor tell me once, she's like, you know, if someone's pushing your buttons, you got to learn how to move your button, you know? So if you know that that person triggers you when once in a while, once in a blue moon and says this to you, you have to prepare yourself for who you're dealing with and know what's coming. because. We are smart enough and observant enough and aware enough as introverts to see what's coming. You know, extroverts, a lot of extroverts, they're very easy to read. Um, A lot of them are the narcissists of the world, right? And so you can very easily see their triggers and their their escalations, right? And so we, I still think that knowing who I am it's very important for me to prepare for that stuff and to adapt, you know, um, because I am emotional intelligence is very important. 
and knowing yourself, know thyself is very important. Um, like I tell people, if you can't be honest with anybody else, you need to be honest with yourself and God about who you are and how you operate. Um, there's no reason to say anybody needs to judge you. You just got to be true and whatever you don't like about how you react, mm-hmm. you have to work on it, right? Um, like I told you before, you know, my husband, fiance, he's having some issues today and we've had some issues the past few days. And I feel it in myself where I can tell I'm not being very nice. And, you know, I have to address that. And I've been praying about it. I'm like, Lord, you know, I don't know what it is, but I'm very annoyed right now. And I need help with that. But I can be honest and say that a lot of people can't be honest with themselves. And that takes um, self-reflection and learning. And that's why. I know I went off a little bit, but that's why I tell people, go find out what your personality type is, your MBTI personality type, your horoscope, you know, what you're interested in. It's only because they're all tools to help you identify and learn better who you are because you were born with your personality Nature or nurture helps to develop your personality, but you see it in children who are brothers and sisters, right? They have their own personality, you know, from the same parents to completely different personalities. That's because that's divine. It's given to us from God. And if you know your personality and who you are and your strengths and weaknesses, you'll discover if you don't already know what you are here to do. But you won't know that if you're lost and you're searching for what your purpose is, it's whatever you are passionate about, whatever moves you, whatever you can't stop thinking about, whatever you're drawn to. Mm-hmm. And God gave you the tools to be able to use that those skills, but you got to go find out who you are as a person and what your motivations are. And I say, how that skill, that passion, that whatever he gave you, how that is, how he, what you are supposed to do with that to help your fellow man. Because we were put here to help our fellow man and how we treat each other and our hearts. And that's what's been forgotten that I think we need to remember. Yeah. And so it's interesting, too, that you say um, learning who you are is like one, like very important because that is like the number one thing that I would recommend to anybody who is like struggling with, with confidence or people pleasing or like really taking on all, you know, all that responsibility and everything like that is really is knowing who you are. It's because we've become so lost in this identity of being there for everyone else that we've kind of gotten lost so it's like you have to redefine like not even redefine but maybe relearn like who you are what you want like what what is and isn't important to you and so I wanted to go back to something you said about you know when you started to change and you started to show up differently and then people started to say like you know you're selfish and everything so how do you manage those situations like how yeah how do you manage those situations where people are maybe saying like oh Selena's being selfish because of these new behaviors 
honestly, um, the last few months, uh, not well. I, <laughs> it happened three times that I can mm-hmm. just think off the top of my head. And it's people that, you know, you've actually done for. Mm-hmm. And as givers, I tell also, as a giver, you're going to have to eventually stop giving because takers will never stop taking. Okay, mm. That's just who they are. Yeah. And if you're going to give, they're going to just take until you're dry, just empty. Um, mm-hmm. And so you have to, that's the warrior side. You know, you have to say, oh, no, I'm going to protect me. Right. Because I tell people, if it's going to be you or me, it's going to be you every time. Okay. Because if you're too nice, this world will eat you up and spit you out. Um, so that's where people take our kindness as weakness. But for me, I have to, I know now I just have to take it back to God mm-hmm. um, because it is, it does hurt me. I have to be honest. Yeah. When someone does say, says that to me, it does hurt me. But now I, I have to remember um most people are more messed up than me. And I know they are because I just helped them through their mess. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not that people, not everybody, most people are not bad people. They're just very selfish, self-centered and just concerned with them. Um, and if you're not, if you back away from always being at people's disposal, you know, it does throw them for a loop and it's going to be an adjustment period. Um, so anything new, we have to give grace to the other person. You know, you know, they signed up for you like this. This is how you presented that to them. Mm-hmm. And now you flipped it. Oh, I'm no longer doing that. Right. And they're like, oh, OK, well, OK, but. Tell me, tell me what, because some, I think a lot of people don't even, most people don't know that we're, they don't realize how much you're giving of yourself Mm -hmm. to them. You know, they, they take it for granted. You know, you're always there. You show up, you're nice, you're kind, you Mm -hmm. do it. And then one day you're telling them, I ain't doing this no more. And they're like, what? So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, in fairness. You know, we need to have a conversation with those people. Now, if they don't still don't want to receive that, you know, then maybe that's a relationship that won't carry on, you know, reason, season or purpose relationship. Uh, And that's fine. But you have to also know that if God moves people out of your life, there's a reason and you have to trust them. So for me, like I said, just trusting God um, mm-hmm. has been very important to me this year and putting everything in his hands. And, you know, if you try to hold on too tight, if you try to control all of it and push it this one way, you know, you're going to make yourself crazy. You know, you're going to make everybody around you crazy. So I've had to learn in the last month, really, to just surrender it to him. Mm-hmm. because I'm trying to make this happen and make everybody happy and do all this stuff. And it's really not all I can control is me. Mm-hmm. I can't control anybody else. And I just walk in trying to do the right thing one day at a time. Yeah. And I think it's like you said, it's important to acknowledge that this 
it is hurtful. You know, it is hurtful when someone says that you're selfish or that, you know, someone negatively reacts when you're trying to set a new boundary and really take care of yourself. And so I think it, that it that is important to recognize that it doesn't have to look perfect. It is a work in progress. Like you said, people um, expected you to be one way. And now that you're changing up, they're understandably like, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the person who benefits from that relationship and you pleasing is the other person. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we do get something because we get we get to feel like we're good people and that, you know, we did something good and everything like that. Well, when we decide that we've done too much and we want to set a limit with that, that, yeah, it, it can be scary to um, everybody involved. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> everyone involved in that process. So right. I think that um, having grace with ourselves when we're in that process of setting those boundaries and really starting to protect ourselves. Because that's what I'm hearing in your story is that um, you recognize something wasn't working for you. And it really does feel like your faith in God has been a huge support. Um, Really knowing who you are has been a support. And yeah, really figuring out what it is that you want and taking care of you and protecting you and having Coco when she's needed to be there. Lifesaver, <laughs> literally. Her, but then it, it also feels like with her, you're like, okay, but we need to tame you a little bit. So how can we make this so that, you know, you don't blow up and that you don't have these like huge, you know, outbursts and and then it is it is and it's like this big mess and like this horrible situation. So I yeah. love this. I love this. I love this. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you don't want um to have to do a lot of cleanup of bodies after Coco's going through. Yeah. I don't want to have to do that. I'm like, oh, uh, just let's not. Because you don't want to be so extreme. Mm-hmm. So gentle and kind and soft and sweet. And then just a ball buster terrorizer <laughs> on the other. Take no crap. You know, there's got to be something in between. You know? Yeah. you know, you got to have some kind of balance in there and just. You know, that's what they say about monks, you know, they kind of that's why they kind of stay here, because the law is as high as you go up, you got to come back down. Mm -hmm. So if you're really, really happy, you know, you're going to have those pits of despair and depression. But if you can just kind of and that's you like how I like to keep it. I like to just kind of everybody don't mess with me and let me just stay like right here. I just keep it. (laughs) Right. Don't start none, won't be none is my thing. Okay. Just let me stay calm. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much, Selena, for sharing oh, your story. Like, you know, it really does it sounds like you have been through so much and like it's so strong to like get through everything that you've got. And then to also not carry that label around with you as well. That is an amazing, like um, accomplishment to have, well, thank to have you. gone through everything and to not say this means anything about me as a person. It just means that this is something that happened and this is, and that's what it is. And so as we wrap up today, is there any last words you have for the audience? And also how can they find you? Well, they can find me on my website at theintrovertsheart.com. Um, I have a book that just came out that just released. It's called Shatter the Limits, an Introvert's Guide to Overcoming Limiting Beliefs. I have a course I teach about that. I'm a speaker. 
Uh, so you can follow me on all social media at The Introvert's Heart. Um, and I have a group that's called The Hardies. It's a fellowship group. It's just a place where we meet once a month on Zoom. And it's just a place for you just to come. And if you got a vent, cry, laugh, it's just the community for us. Um, we meet the first Sunday of each month at 6 o'clock p.m. Um, but all the information is mostly, I'm mostly most active on Instagram. So follow me there. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much, Elena. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing your story and for being on the podcast. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thanks, Tiffany.